0: All right. Are you recording? I think so. Yeah, you've got the the red button on.
1: I mean, stuff comes up when I talk, so I'm gonna guess that's what
0: recording is. Yep, that's that is in fact recording. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this time uh, I won't deep throat the microphone because uh, last time it was just me just going like. Just I, at all times.
1: I mean, like, if you wanna, I'm not gonna stop you. I, I encourage I, healthy exploration of your sexuality at all times. As long as it's that's healthy. That's true.
0: I, we don't kink shame here. Unless kink shaming You're, is your God kink. Fucking damn it. <laughs> I knew you were And gonna then say we just that. scream. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Casting from the Closet, everyone. I'm Paige. Hi. A.K.A. <laughs> f- what the f- Get out of my space! I'm trying to tell these fine people what I am also known as. I'm Paige, also known as Giant Flying Bug Lamp Monster. Hi, I'm Alex, a.k.a. the girl
1: who Sleeps with blankets on in like 80 degree weather, but has to open the windows and turns on fans because that's, that's too much sweat and I'm not about to deal with it, but I'm not going to take off my blanket either. That's what sheets are for. Listen, I am currently sitting in your bed and I cannot mm-hmm. locate a single sheet. All I can find are blankets.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'm really bad at that. Um. I had to
1: open your window because I was dying, and now all I can find is a blanket.
0: Oh, yeah. There's probably a sheet in there somewhere, but, you know. You know what I fucking found? What? The
1: tie. The tie you wore to the dance almost a month ago. That was in your bed, but not a sheet. Ah. You could use the tie as a blanket. Ah, yes. For my
0: big toe. Ah, yes. Or maybe my nipples. Mmm. That's pretty (laughs) sexy. All right. Well... (laughs) Today, we are going to talk about the movie and the book, Blue is the Warmest Color. The book is a graphic novel by Julie Moreau, and we'll get to sort of summarizing that in a little bit. But uh, first things first, we're going to do a short summary of the movie uh, without any spoilers, hopefully, so that you, you can enjoy this podcast without getting spoiled we uh, we're also
1: going to do a little bit of discussion on the book that the movie is based off of and a non-spoiler summary of the book as well yes but then we are going to go a little bit in depth about both and hopefully compare the two a little bit
0: yep so that's our thing let's get to it so who is the warmest color so um it's about a young girl uh she's seventeen uh I think yeah, she's seventeen and the
1: fifteen she's 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 all over the place,
0: yeah, I think she i think it starts out in the in the movie as she's fifteen and then she turns she like gets older and uh she does turn eighteen at you know before a pretty pivotal moment in the movie uh, <laughs> which is probably just to avoid like, underage sex in movies, which is pretty... Yeah. Um, So anyway, Adele is a high school student who starts dating a boy, like, as you do in high school, but doesn't appear to be very fulfilled. And she eats a lot of food, basically. That's, like, a huge fucking part in the movie. I don't... She just goes home. she, She, like, fucks a dude and... Really doesn't like it. Has this blank-as-shit expression. Uh, And then she goes home and just, like, pounds down some spaghetti. Like, really, really, like, hardcore French spaghetti. Yeah, and then one day walking down the street somewhere in France. The whole, you know, the book and the movie take place in France. um, Where... I I don't really know where they are in France. Uh, Neither the book nor the movie really specifies that. I think, well, they don't
1: specify the location specifically for both of them, but they do mention the town of Lille a lot, and I'm thinking that's where it's set.
0: Yes. Or
1: it's either set there or it's very nearby um, because it's referenced the most, at the very least in the book. I don't really know about the movie. I wasn't paying attention to the frequency of it, but that was the (laughs) most commonly mentioned name.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Actually, I do know that the movie was filmed in the north of France. Does that mean anything to me? No. I assumed that it was Paris, Paris uh, because that is the only city in France. So north of France is just north Paris. Um, I don't it's know. The top it, of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> it's the top of the Eiffel Tower Is, is northern France. Uh, <laughs> so anyway uh, Adele the teenager is walking down the street somewhere in France it's Paris and she spots a very colorful head of bright blue hair and is strucked, struck struck <laughs> by, uh, by the woman with the bright blue hair um, and she then goes home to have some um, thoughts about the bright blue haired woman And then, you know, some other unimportant stuff happens. She has a birthday and whatnot. Uh, I think she turns 18 in the movie, very conveniently. She later meets the blue-haired woman again, kind of spots her in a gay bar that her openly gay friend took her to one night, and talks to her and finds out her name is Emma. One thing leads to another, and they have Adele and Emma One of the longest and craziest array of sex scenes I have ever seen. And basically the movie follows Adele and Emma's relationship uh, over an undetermined but seemingly long period of years to its conclusion. So the movie makes use of a lot of color symbolism with, you guessed it, the color blue. From hair to clothes to accents in the background, to an overall sense of bluish hue and mood throughout the entire film, induced by backdrop and lighting and some other stuff, uh, having to do with filmography and movie-making techniques that I don't know anything about and thus can't really describe to you. Uh,
1: I feel like cinematography might be the word we're looking for.
0: Cinematography, yes. I know words.
1: Okay, non-spoiler summary of the book. Okay, so the book is a pretty short um, and very readable graphic novel by Julie Moreau. I think, like, maybe it took me like an hour, an hour and a half to get through, not even. And I I kind of like to stop and look at the art in graphic novels a lot. So, like, that gives me a little extra time to uh, do that. But um, Adele's actually called Clementine in this book, and it's made pretty clear that the book's events follow her from the age from 15 to about 30 and like these are much more it's much more written out the time stamps are very much more made obvious uh since it kind of follows the track of her keeping diaries um and is a recount through diary dates so you actually get to see the of time it takes place starts off in the mid-90s ish and goes all the way to about 2008 um the book also makes a lot of use of color symbolism but it's a lot shorter uh, and it focuses a lot less on Clementine's development as a person and more on Clementine and Emma as like a couple and Clementine's relationship with Emma uh, as a sort of a symbol for the process of coming out. And it also takes place, quote unquote, somewhere in France. I would like to say, Lille. I'm sure you believe it's still Paris.
0: It's Paris. It's the only city in you France.
1: You know, there's another city in France. I think it's called like Nice or something like that. I'm probably pronouncing it. Paris right?
0: number two. No, new Paris. Okay, old Paris. No, Paris Paris Prime. That would just be Paris. <laughs> I think it's Nice. I, I think I think it's. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> it might actually be pronounced Nice. I'm I'm guessing that's what it is. I, funny enough, I am like some part French. Aren't we all? I just don't know anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, I I hear they have a lot of sex. Uh, a lot of lesbian sex scenes too in their movies specifically the one called blue is the warmest color this one the one the one we're talking about um yeah yeah so there's a couple of differences between (laughs) there's a few differences between the um the book and the movie one as you summarize pretty succinctly the book follows emma's sort of uh going through Clementine's diaries, uh, and sort of, it takes place over a course of flashbacks, whereas the, the movie actually follows in real time the course of Emma and Adele's relationship. And also, I mean, just a, just a small side opinion of mine, um, I'm not really a huge fan of the artwork style in, in the graphic novel. Did you, did you have any opinion on the, on the art or...
1: It wasn't my preferred art style. Um, it's definitely not typical of the type of art that I typically look at. Yeah, um, Big eyes. It was very interesting. It, it felt very, like, felt very 90s. Mm. I like to think they had, like, the baggy pants and t-shirts and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah. The lesbian wear in the graphic novel is very, very gay 90s. It was so hardcore. I
1: loved I did like that. Um, the art, it, it wasn't really my favorite Um, But I really did like how the artist showed expression um, and emotion. I know there were a few different panels of like devastation and of surprise where like the characters had like these really wide eyed looks or um, I think there was one panel in particular when Clementine was really like devastated, I'd say about something and it just kind of is a white panel of her and then her shadow is like shaded and dark and that's it. Yeah, and I, I like those did stick out to me in particular as being like really good ways of symbolizing um, the character emotions.
0: Yeah. and I feel like the the graphic novel kind of flew through a lot of the specifics, whereas the movie really, really sat down and gave you all those fucking details. The movie is is three hours and seven minutes long, so don't sit down to watch it unless you are ready which you just prepare yourself you, you can't even advise that because we didn't watch it in one sitting no we didn't watch it in one sitting uh what did one of us fall asleep or something no we had other things to do oh yeah well yeah so it's it's a long ass movie that really um the and that's why i said earlier or or that's why that's why alex Sort of explained earlier that um, the book is kind of more of a like the book really makes use of the relationship as more of a symbol of coming out and not uh, as much of a a character development for Adele slash Clementine because they really just kind of fly through the details of of Clementine's life. Like you kind, she does she is a teacher for some time in her adult life. But you can't, you don't, you really only get that from context in the book. Uh, The movie really fleshes out some of the small in passing details that the book kind of glosses over, which is, I I thought it was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I feel like really it's hard for me to compare the book and the movie um, to a certain extent because they both follow very different paths. And this is pretty evident both in what the movie chooses to focus on versus the book how their relationship develops and ultimately how it ends. Mm-hmm. Those it, it's just a very different it, it diverts a lot. The movie diverts a lot from what the book initially had set in terms of like a tone and a storyline. And it's really hard for me to compare them without taking that into consideration. Um, which is it's it's gonna be interesting to talk about that because there are scenes that were similar and some of those similar things aren't focused on as much in the book as they are in the movie or there's not as much weight placed on them. I mean, it mostly just depends on the media. I think what was fleshed out in the movie was okay because it was longer and the book was shorter and it mm. was more quick. Yeah. The movie was... They're like complete polar opposites. The book is like, sit down, get that shit done. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Movie is like, you, you better be ready. Also probably headphones. Yeah,
0: you, you better have... Had, like set aside like three and a half hours of your precious gay time to watch that movie very serious mm-hmm. very hardcore movie um and i have and i'm pretty sure you alex have uh, quite a few beefs with the movie and uh actually the the book in fact i know you have quite a few beefs with with the, at least the movie because you told me you did and i agree there's there's some beef, some steak to be had here. It's not good steak. It's like shitty dollar store steak. I don't think I've really even had yeah, steak. Yeah, it's like charred, overdone yeah. steak. I,
1: I don't really have as many beefs about the book than I do the movie. I don't know. I, um, I have a lot of beefs about the, the movie. I don't really have that many about the book, though. I actually didn't mind it a lot. I'd like to talk about that later.
0: Yeah, yeah. So finally, we got through... Uh, some of the summaries and stuff, and here we are to our advice. So, should you consume this media? It's a good question.
1: What do you recommend?
0: Me? Uh, So, if you're looking for something new uh, in the LGBT narrative, specifically the, the L part of the narrative, don't watch the movie. Uh, and in my opinion, probably also don't read the book. Um, I still think that In any event, you should read slash watch Blue is the Warmest Color because it's kind of, like, required reading, you know, how, like, everybody has to watch The L Word or whatever. It's just more gay media to consume. Uh, But...
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was was dead silence, and then that that got louder, and I saw little, like, blurbs of, like, sound bubbles come up. (laughs)
0: Blurbs of sound bubbles. really
1: funny. Go on. I'm sorry.
0: Oh my god. People need to stop being drunk and calling ambulances. People get drunk and then call ambulances and then, like, are thousands of dollars in debt because they got really drunk. You set
1: foot on a college campus and you're thousands of dollars in debt.
0: Yeah. Fox (laughs) trotted through college campus and is now $20,000 in debt. Same, that's how I feel. I feel like a fox that just kind of wandered onto the campus. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh <laughs> it's not that it's not really that either of either the book or the movie were bad. It's just that it's got all the tired old tropes. So there's tragedy, hypersexualization, even in the book, which was written by Julie Moreau, a lesbian, which Okay, I guess. It has your standard run-of-the-mill coming-of-age story, which, you know, we've, we've all read and seen the, the young person trying to find themselves and coming out, you know? And if, he, if you're into that, that's, that's fine. You know, I'm into that uh, in certain contexts. Most people, I think, are. Um, it deals with the difficulties and isolation involved in coming out, You know, which, again, you may be inclined to, uh, depending on your general outlook. Uh, Do you want something you personally can relate to? or Do you want something that sheds a positive-slash-normalized light on the LGBT-specifically-L experience? Depends on your preferred level of realism, I guess. And as some wise man on Twitter once said, not all LGBT media has to double as activism. And I... I kind of agree with that to a certain extent, but I also like to see that gritty real, that real shit. In my opinion, blue is the warmest color, um, but it's also the saddest one, so you know, don't be, don't be surprised. So, um, in my
1: opinion, if you were looking to uh, indulge in, sorry, I'm fucking with my microphone, in but okay you're good (laughs) if you are looking to indulge in blue is the warmest color um i think if you're going to make that commitment you should read the book first uh, so you can understand what the book is based off of or what the movie is based off of um, and kind of get a better feel for the flow of time because i'm going to be honest right now and we'll get into this later um, I definitely struggled a lot with following the passage of time in the movie, uh, and having followed it in the book made it a lot easier for me to frame it out in my mind. Um, I still think that either form of media is pretty, you know, it's pretty crucial to the you know, lesbian experience or whatever to read or watch that movie. Um, I, I guess maybe it would be like required reading or required movie in this case. Uh, like in school, you know. So it's not necessarily uh, the best, but I think
0: to have it in your background, it wouldn't hurt.
1: Um, but
0: Yeah, just so you can say that you saw it, you know.
1: Yeah, it it just doesn't really do a whole lot in terms of really, I guess, defining healthily what a lesbian relationship could be. It, it's hard to describe it without being very spoilery, Um, But you pretty much captured it all. It's got a lot of tired old tropes and doesn't really do a whole lot for the lesbian population. It doesn't really do a whole lot for the queer population either. I don't know. It's your shitty love story. And it's nice that we have one of those. Yeah. Because there's a lot of shitty straight love stories. Oh my god. But it kind of sucks that this is one of the first well-known queer films in terms of like modern day media.
0: Yeah. I mean the the film won uh, awards at the I'm gonna butcher this canis can cans can I think it's can, cans. Cans, Pretty sure it's cans Film Festival. Uh in twenty thirteen when it came out, uh it just burst onto the scene and people mm-hmm. people called it, of course, controversial and but I mean it did incredibly well. Uh regardless this is controversial. I
1: there are titties on my screen for more than two seconds. This is not good. Too many
0: titties. There's also vagina, I think. Yeah, there is for pretty China. sure there is. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, it, it mostly just depends on your outlook and what you want to get out of the movie. I kind of expected it to be just like a glorified porno, and that's kind of what I felt like it was. Um, I preferred the book,
0: uh, but that doesn't mean... Really, I greatly preferred the movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. We'll get into that later, but...
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, that mostly just means, you know, what you're looking to get out of each of them uh again i would recommend reading the book first if at the very least to help figure out how the passage of time works um
0: yeah because the thing is you can't age actors when yeah. you're filming a movie very well and they like don't age them at all like no makeup or anything so she just like puts on glasses and changes her, her hairstyle and it's like is this three months later i don't understand what's going on right and there were no like time stamps yeah So the pacing's a little weird, but um, after this short break, we're going to go into a more in-depth and spoiler-filled discussion about our ups and downs, our crying, our laughter, and our beefs with both the book and the movie. So this is the Your Gay Horoscope break, (laughs) where I, Paige, tell you your future this month in libra i i don't know if this is a month that's for libra that's this is if this is where libras are born it's what month is it may it's may i don't know yeah, technically anyway. it starts off taurus then goes
1: into something else that i'd have to google but i know it starts off taurus libra
0: this month in libra you will find A lint ball in your pocket. Congrats. It'll be gay. His name will be Fred. Yeah. Can I do a song of the day? Yeah, do a song of the day. Alright,
1: my maybe gay, maybe not so gay song of the day. Right now, it's Feelings by Hayley Kyoko. This song took me by surprise. I didn't realize how much I was going to like it until it came up on like a random Spotify playlist. I have not listened to the full new Hayley Kiyoko album, but what I have heard hasn't really been my taste. Uh, but when I heard this song on that random playlist, I was like, oh dear. Oh my. This is not bad. This is kind of a bop <laughs> that I've played it like four times today.
0: Excellent. So
1: here we are. Gay song of the day. But maybe not gay because I got a lot of music tastes. But Hayley Kiyoko is gay haley's kyoko haley kyoko
0: is gay as hell
1: yeah they call her the lesbian jesus
0: Hmm, yes that's true all right so back to in-depth spoiler filled discussion now we're gonna get right down into the nitty-gritty alex do you have anything you want to start off with or
1: um not really i mean Initially, before we started the movie or when we just started, like when we were reading the summary of the movie, I was like, Call Me By Your Name is like the gay man version of this movie. Yes. But I can't, and really that's just in concept alone, I can't actually say that because I haven't actually seen Call Me By Your Name yet, which is not great. It's a shame to my queer identity, but movies cost money and also involve like taking time. And those are things that I do not have right now. So
0: I'll get there. I'll get that movie. I mean, it just came out. You have an excuse. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if that's actually a reasonable comparison to make. If it is, it's mostly just on the fact that it's about two gays with a sizable age difference.
0: Yeah. That's the thing I want to talk about. So, like, in the book, there's... In the book and in the movie, there's clearly an age gap. But we don't really, like, know exactly what it is. What is the age gap? Because Emma does say that she's a fourth-year art student Um, when Clementine in the book is around 17. 16 or 17, I guess. I would say, like, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. She would have been 15, 16. So that means Emma's got to be, like in 21 i mean if she's a senior in college but it might be different in france uh that's a weird age difference to me i would say they're at least
1: five six years apart probably i i genuinely don't know for sure but i would say at least a a
0: good healthy five six years yeah see i don't know i'm just i just don't like that i kind of like i feel like it furthers the trope of like oh we're gay people are pedophiles or whatever And I mean, I know that the book was written by a lesbian and that, but that's kind of like what upsets me a little bit more. I'm like, what? I don't know. You put, you put in a weird age gap. Maybe it's not weird in France. I don't know. It's all relative, I guess, to a degree. I don't know. I was just kind of annoyed because I came in with that preconceived, you know, perception of like, oh, there's an age gap and that's such a, that's such a big thing in, in, you know, kind of plaguing, I guess, the queer identity in some ways. Uh, and I was kind of annoyed. Uh, when you were talking about, like, age
1: differences, it had me wondering if the story that's depicted is anywhere close to maybe, or at least the relationship that is depicted is anywhere close to what the author herself felt or experienced. Obviously not to the full extent, but in terms of, like, having an influential relationship where an age gap was involved that is something that could have happened um it's called a roman clef or a monacle, or whatever the fuck it's pronounced it's a that's a novel in which actual persons places or events are depicted in fictional guys um so roman ai want gonna say roman clef it's probably wrong You english majors will come out for me it's fine um <laughs> but that's that's i don't know if that would be anything close to what is the inspiration behind the age gap or anything like that or why exactly that age gap was placed in the book. But maybe, you know, her, her friends are very not welcoming to the lesbian identity to anything gay, which perhaps could suggest that there was no chance of Adele finding or a Clementine really either one um, finding any sort of queer romantic relationship, you know, at school because her friends are so negatively receptive towards it.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, so I think in the, in the book, it was because it took place a little bit before the events in the movie. I think the movie takes place like in, in present day or something close to it. Uh, At the time it was made, which was 2013, but the, the book Starts in, what, 95? I would say. Um, Without looking, I'm pretty sure it starts yeah. then. And that's, you know, there was... She... Clementine really experienced some homophobia that, like, even today, we're not... I, I, I've never really experienced. I mean, not from friends. Uh She experienced some hardcore uh, rejection from her friends when a friend accused her of like trying to get up in her pussy or whatever uh because they had had sleepovers or whatever and you know she said you'll never touch my pussy you know yeah and like uh you're a dirty lesbian or whatever and i was like whoa shit and that's really you know good old good old-fashioned 90s era homophobia
1: yeah i um i have a point in my notes that says adele has shitty friends a talking point um that's same. That's one thing I really noticed both, well, mostly in the movie because her friends seem to be a little bit more prominent in the movie, um, but also in the book to a certain extent, um, maybe not so much though. Um, in the movie and also in the book, when she shows up to school the next morning after she gets off to the thought of Emma, which is a scene we will discuss later. Mm. Adele is definitely rattled. she's she's not okay. like she's off. she's, she's not doing all right and her friends can tell. Um, but they just dog her and insist that she slept with Thomas and no matter how many times she tells them you know I didn't
0: sleep with him Thomas is the boy that that she was dating so this is uh, seeing in the beginning yeah Yeah. she's seeing a boy named Thomas in the beginning Uh, she then shortly you know thereafter after she starts dating Thomas she spots Emma and then that night she goes home and gets off to Emma Uh, and then the next day, her friends, she's tired, you know, because she was masturbating. I guess is the is the connotation there. And her friends say, "Oh, did you sleep with Thomas?"
1: Yeah. Um, and you know, she's telling them, "No, like I, I didn't do that. We didn't do that." Um, but they just insist, they rag on her, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, sure. You, yeah, okay, sure." Um, none of them like actually stop to talk to her, stop to stop to see if she's okay. Um, she she leaves. She walks away from them, and they're all shocked. Um, and a little li- yeah, teenagers are yeah, shitty. teenagers are fucking awful. Speaking from experience, they're sociopaths. Fast forward a little bit uh, when she's feeling down, both in the movie and in the book. Um, one of her friends, Valentine, is uh, potentially gay. Uh, I don't know how deep they get into it in the movie, but they do talk about it a little bit in the book. She trusts him, and they go to a gay bar. And that is where she encounters Emma for the second time uh, and starts to talk to her. Uh, but they go to this skate bar and the next day he tells the others, which inspires the big argument from her friends about Adele, quote unquote, being a lesbian. And, you know, where they're they're yelling at her, like, you'll never eat my pussy. You'll never touch my pussy. Like, we had sleepovers, stuff like that. Um, in the movie, the scene is very, very intense. It's pretty long. It's It's a pretty... A good few minutes. Uh, it's pretty intense. I I think it was really well done, but it was very drawn out. Um, whereas in the book, it's very brief. It's barely touched upon.
0: All right, so we're gonna cut it from there because this is so very very long, uh, and we gotta talk about that big old sex scene, T.M. So remember to stay hydrated and do your best. I'm Paige. I'm Alex. We're here, we're queer, and you've been listening to Casting from the Closet. You can follow us on social media at the Serb underscore GRO. Visit our website at castingfromthecloset.com.
1: And you can email us that sweet, sweet hate mail at castingfromthecloset at gmail.com. And don't forget to donate to our Patreon. If you already are, thank you for supporting your local lesbian. <laughs>